Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Katie, Katie, Katie. (laughs) I've almost forgotten how to do this. (laughs) Oh, please don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. Uh, We both had some travel, very exciting, wonderful European travel. And I think uh, we both can agree that travel is back. Travel is back. And I have to just talk a little bit about the last time we recorded, I had a situation and I was kind of on the front end of everything we're seeing now in the news and social media about luggage, travel, all of that. And I'm happy to report that after nine days, I did receive my luggage in perfect condition. The clothes were perfect because I do it in my Ziploc bag. So that was the beauty of packing like that because nothing smelled, nothing moved, nothing got damaged. Shocker, your clothing was all perfect. Okay. <laughs> No, but you know, I mean that <laughs> when we talk about packing and Ziploc yes. bags, I mean it finally when I got it, I'm like, oh, this is this is magical. I literally just unzipped everything and put it away. I didn't even have to send it to the cleaners. It wasn't wrinkled, nothing. Well, now you must have had some dirty clothes. But those were in Ziploc dirty clothes bags. So I, I just took the unzipped bag, dumped it in or brought it to the dry cleaners but it didn't touch any of my clean clothes. So even with your dirty clothes, do you roll them before you put them in the bag? I do. Yes. Because because it takes takes up up less space. space. And the interesting thing is, is that um, I have been noticing that there's been a lot of articles written recently on the best way to pack the 10 things. Don't forget to pack. And, you know, my little system that I've been doing for a long time is what they're talking about. So I just always put a smile on my face. Lisa's rules. Lisa's rules. I have to tell you, I did 14 days in Europe. That sounds like a a little bit of a sentence. I went (laughs) to Croatia and Montenegro for 14 days. It was an amazing trip. You were in Italy. So both of us, international travel. I used, I would say I was 80% good with the packing and I did it all in carry on and I used your strategies and I had things laid out and I had things set up and I had things in bags and then I throw in a couple extra things and I still I wore I would say 80% of the stuff that I took so I could have been better could have been a little better bought a few things when I was gone didn't really think about that But it is amazing because I think it's the first trip I took where when I got there, I could easily say, yep, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to wear that. And there was no thinking involved. So it was truly, I think, you know, sometimes it takes a while for me. You've been working with me for how many years? But it really was, it really was enjoyable. And everything got rolled and everything got rolled in the dirty clothes going back. So it really, uh, it was great. Good. No, it was I, great. Know. I, I know you had a good trip and um, my trip was incredible, which we are going to talk about. You, we are because we have, we have Jennifer Tatinelli on with us and we've had her on before. So it'll be fun to see because we had her on really at the beginning of our podcast, which was <laughs> deep into COVID and not a lot was going on. So we have a lot of things to check in with her. But one of the things that we want to talk about really quickly before we get to Jennifer is the fact that, you know, we were traveling, we saw how busy airports were, we saw just the, I mean, the incredible busyness of airports and people. And if people are vacationing, they're also traveling, they're going to start traveling for work again. That's the next, the next level or probably going on right now, right? I mean, in talking to my kids, there's travel involved in, in their careers and they're back at it. Even if they're not going into their offices as much and they're working from home, there's still elements of travel and that's coming back. So that brings a whole list of 
interesting things to go along with it, doesn't it? Yes. And when you mentioned that people are starting to go back to travel, you know, I've had several clients um, this summer. What they do is they email me their travel schedule so that I can help them select what is best for, because a lot of them do speaking engagements or they have special dinners or they have special meetings or board meetings, and they don't want to think about that, right? They want to feel confident. And so they leave that up to me. But that being said, I think that many of my clients are now going back into their closets and they're trying to figure out what is going to be kind of their brand, right? And how do they want to show up in the world to all of these events where they feel confident? Because I think everybody has changed how they think, how they act. Some people don't even know how to act anymore. And a funny part is it's really not funny, but some women forgot how to walk in high-heeled shoes, <laughs> which we can talk about in a little bit. So I think it's a really important thing to really talk about and think about um, because we're all having it happen to us. So I think really, if I think back on some of the things we've talked about from a wardrobe standpoint over the past year and a half, two years is with COVID, many designers were not making the same level of clothing. You couldn't find things. You couldn't find things for your clients where you used to have many options. You have very few options. So Katie, wardrobe consultant, fantastic statement because this is the first time since before COVID that I'm actually excited to talk about the fall winter season. And I have been able and had the opportunity to preview a lot of the collections that we're going to be seeing. And we're going to talk to Jennifer about that. Um, It's fabulous because keep in mind that when you design a collection, you're designing it at least a year to two years before you actually see it. Okay. So it goes into production. It goes into the visualization of the line, this and that one to two years before that was in serious COVID. But this is the first collection that we're going to start seeing where they were kind of seeing the end or so to speak, the end, it's really not the end, but where people are just like able to go out and figure it out. Right. And so suiting is coming back in a big way for fall. I've seen a lot of it, but in a different way, it's not that basic suiting. It's got a little softness to it. Um, The colors are softer, that kind of thing. Um, Well, that's going to pose, that's going to pose an interesting thing for you going in because one of your strong suits, I feel as a wardrobe consultant is when you, especially when you start with a new client is you come into where they're at and you don't throw everything out. You find the pieces in there that will work for them. You might readjust how they're used. You give some new thought to it. And so now you're going to be adding in, you've got the opportunity now to add in more new things. But within that, we're also talking about, let's face it, we've all sat around with COVID for two years. My body's changed. The things that I like to wear has changed. So how does that all fit in with what you're doing? You have to keep in mind somebody's budget, what they've got in their closet, what they like or don't like anymore, which might be different than what they liked and didn't like before. So how are you putting that all together? Well, in stages and in steps. So the first thing I will always do, whether it's a current client or a new client, is I do go in their closet. The last thing I do is make purchases for them. The in-between is what you talked about, right? But I think that all of us, including myself, and I know you, we feel differently about our bodies now than we did before COVID. Unfortunately, most people are on the negative side of that, right? They feel like they've gained weight, their bodies went to mush, or there's the people that had more time and they worked out and they lost weight, right? There's both. But even the person that's lost a lot of weight and is working out and is feeling good about their body, 
they still don't like themselves in their clothes because the clothes they have in their closet are clothes that were in a different body. And the view in their mirror is different or it's the same and they don't see themselves in their new body. So that's where I come in and we really talk about it. So let's use an example. There could be a dress in their closet that they had before they lost weight or before they gained weight, right? But they could still put that same dress on and I could help modify that dress, whether it's an alteration, whether it's a belt, whether it's no belt, whether it's a different pair of shoes, whether it's throwing a scarf on. There's all different things that can happen. And those are the kind of things that we talk about and by the end of a, what I call closet analysis, I have and they have a better understanding of what they want moving forward. And it's that a makes, process. It's basically right. a closet therapy session. <laughs> no, it is. Well, and that's the thing. I think people go into it with a lot of trepidation and concern. But look, as women, most women have a pretty good sense of things. So my guess is when you're getting into the closet, you're finding pieces that are base pieces that will work really well. And you just need to help them get a little more figured out on what their style is, what their brand is, what What they want to bring to the, what they want to bring to the table. So that (laughs) if you think about it, you get up in the morning, you walk in everything in that space. We've talked about this before fits you from there. The decisions become easy. Right. Between five and eight pounds, I tell everybody, everything in your closet should fit you between five and eight pounds. If it doesn't fit you between that, get rid of it because you're not going to wear it. You're just going to stare at it. It's just taking up space in your closet. Yes. I think these are things that are, we talked about them before in various forms, but really, really good to bring back. It's as we're coming, we're recording this in the in the early August is when we're recording this, but we know in Minnesota, I saw it in Europe, all the fall and winter is already in the stores. So if you're actually in a store, you're looking at fall and winter, it's coming. It's, and interestingly, you mentioned this when we were doing our our pre-talk, it's like kids go back to school, women go back to work in a different way. It has, it isn't like they've not been working and certainly men to a certain extent can relate to some of this, but women take the biggest brunt of that childcare, getting the summer organized for their kids and whatnot. So the kids get safely back into school in the fall. And then women get back into their mindset of back to work, maybe back to travel, maybe all of those things. So it's also back to social. I think that women right now are having the hardest time They get invited, whether it's weddings, a business dinner, a social networking event. That is where they really struggle. Because what do they want? They want to have their best style forward when they walk in and they talk to people. Because if they're uncomfortable in what they're wearing and they don't like what they're wearing, they're not going to show up the same way. And I I see that predominantly when I'm talking to someone and we're talking about what they should wear, it's not about the everyday. It's about the other pieces of their life. I mean, women are struggling right now with, they have five weddings coming up, right? And they're going to the weddings, you know, they've decided I'm going, right? Well, they can't wear the same dress to the five weddings because women don't like to wear the same dress to five weddings. You know, personally, I've had a lot of social stuff that's happened, right? Well, I'm thinking about that with myself. Normally, I don't even think about that because I have a pretty good wardrobe. I don't think about it when I'm getting ready. I, I practice what I preach. But I had some dresses made for myself for some special things that I have going on. Um, and it was fun. I, you know, have resources. And I had a, a few dresses made. And it was really fun for me personally, you know, it's really fun to put on a new dress that you feel really good in and you, you like the color, the style, how it feels, you show up different. You definitely do. And that's, isn't that it? You really, when you enjoy the process of wardrobing, you show up differently. Right. And it's very painful for most women to think about that. That's very overwhelming for them. 
And, you know, that's obviously I've made a career out of that, but Mm -hmm. I think women really need to understand that they're not alone in those feelings. They're not. And if you're walking into your closet and you're pushing things together to try to find something and you're constantly rustling through things and not comfortable with what's there, then that you need to take some time to rethink it and reach out to Lisa or someone you trust to go through this process. I think the one thing I've really learned from the three years of, you know, we're on the third, fourth season. So really three years of, of going through this process is that truly in every point in our lives, less is more. It just has to be the right things. It has to be the right things. And, you know, I, a lot of my clients, I say, you take two things out, you can put two things back in. Three things out, three things back in. Now that doesn't include accessories when I, you know, like shoes. And I'm going to talk to Jennifer a lot about shoes. Shoes are important for comfort, for style, for feel, all of those things. But that's another thing that women kind of either they get shoved in their closet, under their bed, at their back door, but then they have to go out, right? And their shoes are not in good shape. No. You know, and some of my clients who have a good sense of humor, <laughs> I'll say that's like dirty fingernails, right? Either take your shoes to the shoemaker and get them fixed or get rid of them and buy new shoes. I say that to men too. Go get your shoes polished right. or get new shoes. Right. So it's something to think about. Well, we have brought up so many things. I'm so excited, A, that you had the opportunity to be with Jennifer for a very special time, and B, you got to see what's going on from her world, and C, you brought her back on to be with us. So let's welcome Jennifer to the show, and we've got a lot more to talk about. Jennifer, good to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to have to be with you guys too again. I love it. I love listening to all your podcasts too. Thank you. Where are you in the world right now? I'm in West Hampton right now. Ooh, good to be back, yeah. I bet. Um, yes, yes. It's great to be back. Although I did miss, I didn't know how much I missed my Italy. Uh, I went back in mid-May and came back the 29th of uh, June and it was unbelievable. Uh, I had my, um, my big birthday and it was fantastic because so many of my friends from all over the world, uh, gave me the most beautiful present and all showed up, which was amazing. And one of those people was Lisa. Absolutely. I got the opportunity to be one of those people and it was an experience and a time that I will never, ever forget. And Jennifer, what I tell people when they ask me is the best part is I got to be an Italian for a week. I wasn't a tourist. And that was the best part. Like I got to be and meet people in your family and in your world that I've heard about for years and years, but I actually got to spend time with them, quality time. And I got to be best friends with her sister's dog. I know. <laughs> I know you weren't expecting that, but <laughs> no, you are a dog whisperer, aren't you? Absolutely. Well, we we became very good friends. He he or she, I don't even remember. She, now. she, she, <laughs> she, she, she. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we didn't we didn't have that conversation, really but um, yeah, you know, we had dinner together, we had breakfast together. Yeah. I wanted to stay with the dog sometimes and not go where everyone else was. I had no, no, the best part. No, 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 no. You have to tell the part of the bicycle. I'm so oh, sorry. I was just going to talk about that, but you tell okay. it. Okay. You'll do it better. <laughs> um, okay, everybody in Forte de Marmi. I don't know if everybody knows where that is, but it's a wonderful, it's like the Hamptons of uh, the United States or Palm Beach or Naples, Florida. So it is a beautiful place. But one of the triggers of it is that it's fantastic to go on a bicycle. Every hotel gives you a bicycle. A, and there is Lisa Rubin. And um, she decides to put a long dress 
and want to go on a bicycle, which, you know, I'm trying to teach her how to do, you know, you'd think, you know, Lisa Rubin knows everything about everything. And there she <laughs> is trying to tie the dress, pull it up, pull it down. Well, Lisa, are you okay? Absolutely. And if Ben ever saw me, he would absolutely tell me, get off that bicycle right now. <laughs> so that was an experience going to dinner and everything. Well, and the first I was thing she said that the dress was going to get caught in the spokes of the bicycle. That was my worry. But yeah, clearly- no. So I actually now taught one thing to Lisa about what to do when you travel and you need bicycles. I taught her how to tie her dress in the right way where you know her underwear don't show and uh, your bicycle doesn't get caught into your dress or vice versa, whatever, you know, you want to think of. So that was a great experience. Important skills to have important skills to have. Now, I, I think what's fabulous, Lisa mentioned this, and I want to make sure she talks about this. And I don't know if you even know this. So you were celebrating a big milestone birthday, correct? Absolutely. Half a century, (laughs) half a century. And Lisa, when you met Jennifer, oh, yes. So I realized that um, right before I left on this trip, and I, I got a little emotional about it. Because I met Jennifer for the first time in her store. And you can go back to our first podcast with Jennifer and hear that story. Um, 10 years ago, really, it's going on 11. But 10 years ago, <laughs> when I was celebrating my 50th birthday and my anniversary with my husband. Fast forward, I come back to Italy and I get to celebrate her 50th birthday with her. And without the husband though. (laughs) Without the husband. He was invited. He was invited. Yes. In between that, her and I developed a business relationship and a friendship. And, And that doesn't happen very often in today's world where you can have both and separate it too. And it was, it, it, it still kind of gets to me every time because it was my gut that got me to do what I did and asked her if she'd do a drink show for me. <laughs> and I thought my husband was going to pass out on the floor. And, you know, I was very aggressive with her. And, you know, a year later. No, I- not you. No, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. My husband also said a trunk show. No way. Absolutely not. This is not going to work. You know me and trunk shows that never work. I go, you know, I really feel that this is going to work. I have this great feeling. And both our husbands are very similar. So, you know, they both looked at us and was okay. And 10 years later, we're still here. And I'm going to have my first trunk show again in Minneapolis after COVID and everything. And only Minneapolis, three years that I have not done one. And because of our great friendship, because of my great clients that I have, and because it's always a great experience to go and see Lisa and everybody and the new baby. Did you say that you became a grandmother? Yes. My granddaughter is going to come to the trunk show. Exactly. You have been busy, very busy. What's the focus been? What is what have you seen? I'm sure there's been tons of shifts with COVID has changed so many things, but what are you concentrating on? So with COVID, everything shift to being business, everything, you know, going to the office to then also parties and what's so on events and everything, everything kind of was blocked, uh, frozen for a while. We still worked with our clients that worked on, you know, offices from home where we say behind the, the scene, you have to have a nice uh, bookshelf or things, not have somebody cooking, you know, it had to all, everybody had to be taught how to do home office and everything. So from there, I was very lucky. And I had my Palm Beach store that kept on going because everything else was shut down. New York was broken into um, my whole life changed. I could not get back to Italy. So I ended up uh, moving my whole family to Palm Beach. Now I live in Palm Beach. And finally, last May, uh, I was designing through, you know, computers, which was not easy because you can't really see colors. So shipping things over, it, it has been really a long three crazy years. But I also learned how to work in a different way where I didn't have to go every month back to Italy or vice versa back here. I was able to have a great team. 
I actually got to have uh, a way of um, getting to know and hiring great, great people in my staff back home. I have now unbelievable staff uh, that has helped me through everything young, which I'm very, very happy about because, you know, it, it is an issue right now to find people to uh, professionally help you and everything in the design team and everything. So I went back in May and I spent every weekend uh, at the beach with my mother uh, that I hadn't seen in 19 months, no, 22 months, sorry. And that's where I started re refining a little bit of tranquility to start redesigning, re-inspiring and everything. And still things were not right. I mean, you still masks, things, vaccines, 14 days, but I was able to do it. So during the week I'd be in the office and I just had this amazing um, uh, team that they all helped me. We had, you know, all the color schemes, all the different um styles that we were going to and we were trying to study so how is covid going to you know relate to the fashion when things start going back up so it was much more casual uh, a lot of people aren't going back to the office as you know and a lot of people are going back to the office so what happened the world of fashion became very only casual so you really couldn't find uh works clothes that obviously we're not talking about the standard you know perfect uh, but work clothes to go and look good, to feel good for different occasions, you know, board meetings or even events, uh, TV or whatever our clients or, or people had. So I focused on both and I created a little bit of two lines, uh, more of the casual travel attire and also business where you can pack if you're going away for a trip or you are at home that also Lisa has helped me a lot. And I have to say, I've learned so much through your podcast, through a lot of things, understanding fashion where we're lacking, uh, which has been uh, absolutely true because many of my clients have been saying, oh my God, I can't shop anywhere anymore. I can't find anything anymore. Uh, this fashion has become so crazy, which it is. I mean, I, shoes now should have this height. I mean, it's like 10 inch front and back. And I mean, it's been really hard. Also, because a lot of companies in Italy have unfortunately closed um, for many reasons. Unfortunately, death in COVID to who does it and other because, you know, they when COVID hit, they had just produced everything. And many, many, many other companies didn't uh, take the items. So they were... It, it, it was a very, very crazy. A lot of soul production they wouldn't do. So... By doing everything in-house, as Lisa has been to, you know, see my factories and everything, and you know, it was challenging, but it was also great because I was able to have merchandise. I was able to still keep my clients happy. And that just built up so many more um, uh, clients and um, uh, inspirational to other people. So when uh, I went back in September and October, I started creating the winter for this year. Sorry, March, March. I went back for a week and that's when I finalized the winter that you'll be seeing now coming out, uh, which are going to be, it's going to be always in the trends of what's happening, but more feminine. You've seen a lot of square toes. I've, I don't know if you've seen, you know, where they're three inch in front and huge and you look like you're a paperina, you know, you're about to go swimming. <laughs> so what I did is the truth, you know, I just created the shape of a heel that is always a block heel, but has a little bit of a softness that rounds. So the feel of the stable of the heel feels like you have a block heel, but it's still feminine. The front square toes are a little bit more sophisticated, a little more feminine. Uh, but you see also pointy shoes, round shoes. I mean, there, there is no fashion uh, as far as this is what it is. There's a lot of mixture of different styles that are now all mixed up because nobody really knows what's going on and who is dressing. Everybody is dressing very crazy. I mean, there is psychedelic colors. There are natural colors. What Me, do you think I'm always... That, what yeah. do you think is the prominent two colors that people are going to see for fall? 
fuchsia and green. Oh, a little wow. yellow. Yeah, a lot of fuchsia, a lot of greens, uh, bars greens, olive greens, psychedelic greens. Um, there is a lot of fuchsia too. So, and this is in the clothing, also in some shoes, but mostly in the clothing and bags. So the clothing um, will have to have shoes that are neutral colors or the shoes will be a neutral color with a piping with a fuchsia and maybe another one that can be a green. That's no problem. Lisa is going to help me do all the creating and she's <laughs> going to drive me crazy because she already, <laughs> already has just, she has what I'm actually uh, have done. So she has all the styles that I've done. Has she showed you anything yet? No. 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 Oh, she has no. not shown me a thing. Oh my I, God. I think it's important to note that you can do custom. So you, yeah. you have a range of colors and samples and things like that. So if somebody yes. comes to see you, you can build you can what create, they want. You can create absolutely. what they want. Exactly. It isn't a so, custom in how the shoe fits. It's a custom in the colors that you'll make for the shoes that you see. Lisa, you have a surprise. Also, Are you announcing it nationally, uh, internationally yeah. now? What's your yeah, surprise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm also will be working on some forms to actually do custom sizing too. That You're will be my new introduction. So you, it would be a uh, surprise when you see me. Yes. Not you all of I them. I drive you crazy with that. <laughs> that's why I didn't know if I was going to say, but that's okay. We're going to, you know, <laughs> I will, but probably, I have, fun. I will be one of your first customers. I yeah. have a left foot that's different in size from right, foot. I think most people do right. Have yes. one different size. Yes. Plus as we age, things change. Mm -hmm. And so that, that makes perfect sense. If you can pull it off, I think that's incredible. Yeah. So Jennifer, and another thing me... I've started also from size 33 to size 44. So now my range of sizes are going from 33 size to 44 size. So let's women. talk about that in American. So that's basically a size three to a size 14. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Which is very rare. Extremely rare. So Jennifer, are you having still issues on finding the good leather, the proper leather that you need for shoes, handbags, you know, your jackets? Is that getting better or is that um, or is it back to where it was or where is it at right now? So in my case, I was one of the few um, uh, buyers in general for leather and everything that uh, paid everybody during COVID that took everything and put it in my store, in my factory and left it there. Okay. When things weren't going. So a lot of these tanneries are very grateful for this because some of them could have been completely done. And to tell you the truth, they all have on time supplied me with everything I needed when things started going back. Italy's open. It's booming i mean florence is just crazy you saw it i mean it's even oh more now oh my god it's i said it was like the minnesota state fair Every, if well, anyone knows never, what the minnesota state fair is I, no i don't but i will come and see but it also the dollar one on one so it, it, the prices haven't really changed when you do the import because everything that is happening in the world the gas the taxing the the everything is getting higher so my leathers are more expensive now because to make the leather, you need the, the gas. And you know, in Europe, what's happening, you know, with everything that we don't know in the winter, what's going to happen for people that don't have enough money to put heating in their house. Everything has raised, but the dollar to the Euro is one-on-one. -on -one. It hasn't been for decades. So having that, I'm able to still keep, you know, my prices contained when I imported into America compared to if it was, like it was almost, you know, 1.10, everything would have been more. So uh, to go back to your question, I'm very lucky. I through uh, also the last year that everybody didn't have merchandise. I make everything in Italy. I make everything in house. I didn't have to have anything shipped from China and wait until the zippers or 
the heel or the soul would come. So that has brought me to survive very well compared to a lot of other companies. I mean, seriously, there was a lack of stock of merchandise everywhere because everything was blocked or it took months to come or a container that came from China. I'm just giving you an example. It cost 4,000. A container became 12,000. So when the product would come, people would say, you know what? I'm not going to either you pay me this or I'm not going to give it to you because it's not worth it. So everything economically went really crazy during this whole year. And we still are going to be seeing that. So I'm very happy because I'm able to get all my leathers. Most of it is now being produced and is in my uh, factory now in Florence. They are finishing up. I sent you, Lisa, a little bit of the of the things that are arriving uh, because, you know, when we get close to the to the show, Lisa starts panicking. OK, this is what I need. OK, you sure you're going to get, you know, it's like after 10 years, have I ever not made you happy, you know, in what uh, or your requests? So that yeah, is but here's the thing, Jennifer. You know, <laughs> there we go. I'm going to uh, pay you a compliment. OK, good. You mm-hmm. are the only person that I have for my clients that you are consistent, your quality is superior, and you listen to me and I can get what I need. And I always say everywhere in the world, you have all of it. You are a department store for the woman who needs everything for their wardrobe. I try. And it is absolutely incredible to me because People don't realize everything she has to do in a day. They only see the end product. I have had the opportunity to see the behind the scenes and see when she's not having a great day and things are going wrong. <laughs> and, and people don't realize the process that it takes to get what they see in the store out and, and well, having to deal with even her employees that are selling the merchandise. I mean, you can have the honor of having Jennifer help you sometimes, but she has a lot of other things to do. And I think people need to understand that the process and all the clothes that you're seeing and that you're going to see in the stores this fall and are coming out, it took a long, there was a long journey to get it there. And especially because I have stores in different locations that are like in Florida, it's always really summery. You, you yes, you can sell that for a coat for somebody that is coming or that shearling that is coming because they go up north. But in general, I have to design four collections instead of two, you know, spring, summer, uh, fall, winter. I have to do spring, summer, spring, summer again in a new way because I can't represent the same things in one store. So uh, everything becomes a little more complicated when it becomes my winter because I do four collections in the winter. In the summer, you know, everybody's summer, so we do it. But in the winter, it becomes extremely uh, challenging. A boot, for instance, I mean, white, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of, of ivory boots also, like in uh, patent leather, there's a little crinkly. So you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. I know, I know, I, I haven't, see, you haven't seen that one yet. Uh, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Listen, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, I want to talk shoes because it's one of my, you, you touched on it a little bit and some of the heels and toes and things like that. But I want to, I, I want to go back to your roots really in the shoes and talk about what you're seeing. What I love to hear, I mean, you are always so positive, even through COVID. When we talked to you last time, you always find things that bring you joy. And I think that's so important and it comes through in your collection. So hats off to you and how incredibly lucky we are to all get to benefit from that. I want to talk about the difference. So we're going to talk about shoes. I want to talk about quality because we see different qualities. I want you to touch again on what it means to have the label made in Italy. So those three things when we come back. So hang on. On the Viewing Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list and we know you're going to agree. 
Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market. And Southdale Center, next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking, either online or in-store. Bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the take and bake cookies, available online or in-store. Truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate, a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. And we are back with Jennifer Tattinelli, who is the most fabulous designer and creator and artist. And the list could go on. I want to talk shoes. Okay. You really came into this business heavily in the shoes because of an injury you had. And so comfort has been a critically important part of your shoes. What are you seeing? What are you working on now? What's going to be the latest and greatest? And what has happened during COVID that has changed some of the things you're doing? Those are a lot um, of questions, Katie. That's how they I are. ask questions. I know. Yeah. Well, I, know. I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in, in school. There. I feel like I'm in school and I have to go A, B, C and choose the one. Anyway, multiple choice. Anyway. Um, I love, I love to talk about this. We could go on and on. Um, so what did I see? As I explained before, a lot of changes, a lot of, uh, different way of dressing, uh, and a lot of, uh, new styles that have come that are all these very low, uh, very comfortable shoes, uh, a little bit of lots of fur, you know, like shearlings for the winter and things like that. Obviously in my collection, you will always have that great looking pump, comfortable, pointy, that is like, you know, your black uh, dress that you always have in your closet that you just have to accessorize and change shoes and bags and you're done. Uh, There's going to be a lot of different shapes um, as far as trends, a lot of squares I was telling you about. Uh, What I'm working a lot on is shapes of heels. So if you've looked a little bit about the trends, there are these crazy heels going on. Uh, balls, uh, crystal, like sticks with balls underneath, um, uh, heels that start from the middle of the shoe, and then you have nothing in the back. So obviously, those are uh, trends in, um, in an exaggerated way. So as a designer, you have to take those inspirations and then bring it into your own uh, line. For me, it's because of comfort. So the position of a heel is extremely important. Uh, so you can't have a heel in the middle of your your arch and think it's going to be comfortable. It'll look good, but it's not going to be comfortable. So how do I get that inspiration of fashion into a comfortable, uh, wearable, uh, fashionable looking and um, suiting in the colors and shapes? So I don't know if you've seen lately my heel that it looks like it's gold, white, black, uh, it is a shaped heel that starts as a block and then it goes in a little bit of a, you can go on my, on my website, or you can see on Instagram. And I started in the summer with square points. It has been the most unbelievable hit because when people put it on, they say, oh, I could never wear high heels and definitely I cannot not wear a block heel. And I try to explain that the way it's built, the top and the bottom is the most important. And then it basically shapes into being very feminine. Wedges. Um, I've always had clunkier wedges because obviously of the comfort, but my last wedges I've just created are the same comfort, same everything, same movement, because my wedges have a, a higher point in front so that when you walk, you don't feel like you're bunking, but you're uh, almost um, rolling 
uh, like uh, a rocker movement. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know, my English sometimes, you know, I forget the words. <laughs> uh, so I do apologize for my English sometimes to everybody, but you know, I am Italian most of the time <laughs> and my wedges have become a little more feminine also in being slimmer with the same comfort and in three or four different heights. So the lower, lower that you can see on some of my um, Instagram pictures into the high, high one that I'm wearing. And by the way, on Instagram, it's all my feet uh, because uh, I have the smallest feet in the company and I was very tan. <laughs> so they kind of look good. But those are my old 50 year old feet. And that was a fun thing. I modeled my own things because I couldn't, my model got sick with COVID that day and we had all the photographers. So I became the model that day. I just said, pull my hair up and let's just do it. So that's how it all became. And it was actually funny. So the heels are extremely important. Different colors. So multi shades in a shoe uh, that you'll see can go from the pump that has different kind of um, uh, so the pump will, will be a normal pump and then something will come out of the front and underneath you have like leopard and underneath you'll have uh, red uh, patent leather uh, boots that are the same where you can turn it around and on the other side you have a completely different color, a fun color. So if you want a normal one tone, you have it. But if you just twist it around, you'll have a great looking fun color. So versatile. Yeah. Um, and Let's you're going to have about, a lot. You're going to have a lot of really fun leather suede samples for me, so that I can do lots of creating. Because you know how I am about that. I was very much debating if to send this whole big file to her of all my pictures, and and it was like a week. I was debating: should I send it? Should I not? Should I send it? Should I not? Should I send it? Or so? finally, I did. And I won't say what she actually said to me. No, please because, don't on the uh, podcast. She no. Then she had to retranslate what she said. I said, I did get it the first time, you know, but uh, yes, she was having a ball. So I, I, I had an out of body experience. Let me just tell you. Okay. Those Let me stories. just tell you. Listen, give your, give your, you are Jennifer Tatnelli on Instagram, right? Yes, I am. And your website is www.jennifertatnelli.com. Yes. So we're, we're been referencing it. And I know as people are listening to podcasts, sometimes they're like, wait, what? I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So wanna, it's just my name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and but it's been not, so fun actually to see you in all of your, whoever's doing your Insta media or uh, your Instagram, your social media right now is doing a fabulous job. I love seeing you in, uh, in various Wherever it you was, are, whatever you're it doing, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had I had a lot of fun, and okay, the model's not going. I said, uh, uh, okay, get the makeup artist. You know, kind of like me. So you know, I do hate pictures and everything. So I just took those pictures and said, I am not going to be. Uh, uh, I'm just going to have fun. So that's when it all happened. And by the way, congratulations! I've seen your almost ten thousand downloads. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. we are. We are so excited. It's been, you know, our little podcast, our little podcast that could. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> started under that COVID. Does. Yeah, it's, and it's great. It really does inspire. I've uh, actually had many of my clients said, oh my God, I love it. And that, you know, love to listen to it because it does help, you know. And sometimes people don't really know what's going on or what's comfort and uh, like the bra you know, the undergarments. <laughs> now my first thing is uh, you cannot try that dress without the right undergarments. This is Lisa Rubin. She taught me. And now it's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. You know, a dress completely changes. So okay. it does help me as a designer and helping people that work for me, uh, the young generation, because that's has been very hard, but it's been great to have them listen to the podcast too, because they have learned how to sell things when things don't fit. And I, and the other day, I was actually having a client and one of my young girls said, you know, that's not the right bra. Jennifer says that, and I turned around, it's actually, I can't say it was my idea. It's Lisa Rubin. <laughs> and then I explained the whole thing about Minneapolis and all that. So it's very inspiring to listen to a woman's uh, podcast. And I love it. Thank you, Jennifer. Let's, let's talk about your Instagram that you just hit 10.1 followers yes. as of Saturday. And isn't yes. that fabulous? I am that, extremely happy. 
And but, we're in the thousands here, not 10.1 people. We're talking 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. 10K. 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 10K plus. But, yes. Yeah. But here's the thing is that you inspire women on your Instagram. And I think that's what's so important that when women see your Instagram, not only are you showing your beautiful things, but you're inspiring them by the quotes that you have. And you're allowing women to say, hey, she's just like us. And that's important. And truly, you have made a business and a beautiful career out of building women up. And we have enough negativity in our lives. We do it to ourselves. We're hit with all sorts of stuff in the media about what size we should be and how we should lose weight and how we should do this and how we should do that. And what you do is continually, both of you continually rise up, bring women up with you and bring out the beauty that makes them uniquely them. And by holding so tight to your values and your belief in quality. And I love hearing you talk about your factories and how you have different, we talked about this a little bit off the air, how you have different shoe people for specific kinds of shoes. Talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit, because that's fascinating. So like in, in the world, everybody is specialized in doing something. It can be in the shoes, it can be in the bags, it can be in the clothing, you know, who is more prone to being good, even in business, you know, one can be in the shoes. It's, it's very important, especially in sandals uh, that are open, uh, to know how to build a sandal because in a sandal you have just a couple of straps the whole it's not a whole shoe that covers your your foot and you know you're having half of it coming out your pinky comes out your bunion is out your foot is half out you i mean it has to fit in the back and the front and and then around your ankle if there's an ankle strap so unfortunately unfortunately then it became a positive thing i had one of my uh, artisans that was sick with COVID for almost 12 months. He was intubated and I had to stop producing a line that I think has been one of my best sellers as far as comfort and beauty and color. And Lisa knows, I call it my eight sandal. Uh, Roman, very, uh, that is one of the best covering, but showing. He finally got out of intubated about six months ago. And as of May of this year, he's back on track. He is recovered very well. And he started redoing my sandals. In fact, on my Instagram, I have my eight back on my feet as a uh, gift to him. And there's a quote that I sent him saying, we're back all together. And so for me, it was about each artisan that knows how to specialize in a product. Uh, higher heels, lower heels, flats, you know, my famous ballerinas, it looks like it's easy. It's one of the hardest things to do because it is a little bit of the cleavage of your pinky, but it has a little wedge inside, which is invisible. It has to stay on your foot, cover it, but not look like you're wearing your grandmother's shoes. So, (laughs) which is, it sounds like it's the easiest thing to do. And people don't understand. It is one of the hardest things to do. Sandals and ballerinas that stay on your foot, that don't hurt, that don't slip off. That don't don't gap on the inside. When you walk, the whole thing Mm -hmm. opens up. So Mm -hmm. these are things that, you know, for me are extremely important. And I have to thank my artisans because they are unbelievable. They work with me. I am, I'm a little bit of a, of a stressor, I would say with them, you know, I'm very, so meticulous on things and I go, well, we have to do this. I go, Jen, it's impossible. I said, nothing is impossible. You know, if it's a problem, there's a solution. If there's no solution is a fact, we don't do it. So then they don't want to, you know, make me upset. And so they work hard and they do, and we, we get it. We, we, we get to do it. And then my satisfaction, their satisfaction, you know, of letting them always young. The problem is getting younger people to start doing this. Uh, in certain things, it's not very easy. I'm trying uh, to develop a, a small school where I can teach uh, a younger uh, generation, not so much, you know, more of the my 14-year-old up until 20 because they're more prone to 
wanting to learn a mestiere, and we talked about it, I think, in the first po- uh, podcast, which is the most important thing. You know, everybody's digital, everybody's doing everything, uh, drawing and wants to become. But if we don't have who actually makes them, uh, creates them, it, we're never going to have anything. And then we're definitely going to have to go to different countries to have things made. For me, I would pay anything for a good pattern maker, anything for a good weaver, and anything for a good person to sell it in the store that loves it. That's another issue is people are asking, why aren't you opening up here? Oh, you have to open up here. Oh, open up a store there. My problem is not opening up the stores because I know, you know, I have clients all over. My problem is finding the people that have the passion to stay in a store and serve the client. I mean, I, when I'm at work, I will kneel and put the shoe on a client. And some of my clients that know me and you know, think that, oh my God, I know Jennifer, that's not I'm just a normal person. Uh, they go, no, 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 please let me do it. I said, no, I learned this way. This is the way we do it. We, we kneel, we put the shoe on, I explain how it is. And I just love it. I love you to be comfortable. I love it too. I just love to make people happy. I don't know. I know it sounds like a cliche, but it is really who I am. No, that's really, that is truly, that is when you are doing your best work is when you're making someone happy. Yeah. And I believe I've always said this and you can read on my quotes. We're all have a nose, two eyes, a mouth. And yes, we go up in weight. We lose weight. Who didn't? I did. I mean, I have two closets with two sizes and two sizes because I go from a size zero to a size of 10 sometimes. And I don't even know how I do that. So there are moments where we have to learn how to dress and, you know, what's good and what's not. And, but we're still the same person and making a woman feel good about their body. Let's show the part that is good. I think they, they feel um, so inspired and they, they feel, they sit up better. They, 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 they're ready to hit that day and feel good about themselves. So, you know, why not? It goes also for men too, you know, sometimes it's not just the women, but most, you know, I believe that the women, you know, we we're young and we see stereotypes of everybody being so skinny or everybody doing uh, all this. And so (laughs) young girls that have lips that go up to their, no, but it's true. So a lot of them think that that's the way it should be. It isn't, you know, Uh, why don't we try to find our security and finding what we love about ourselves, what our potentials are, dressing our way, finding our style, finding what looks good on us. My whole life, I never really followed trends because for years when I was younger, I couldn't wear jeans because I just didn't have the body for jeans. You know, the Levi's or things. I look, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit rounded in the back and teeny waist and I'd buy jeans and everything would be big on my waist and tight on my, on my hips. So I created jeans. I said, half of the women have smaller waist and, and have also, you know, are round. So now you've seen my jeans. My jeans oh, fit best like jeans, pants. Best jeans in the world. You know, people say, well, why are these jeans a little bit on the pricey side? I say, well, because they're not really jeans. They are pants with jean material that stretches, that is done, that is worked on. So I do studs. I have fun. Like, oh, there's a lot of bootleg coming back. They're going to love my jeans. Anyway. Uh-huh. Excusez-moi. Yeah. The jeans hopefully are going, we are going to see the jeans at the trunk show, hopefully. I don't know. It depends how good you are to me. Oh, please bring the jeans. Okay. Yes. What? In all yeah. sizes. Yeah. Jeans have become also a clothing you can actually go to work with if yeah. paired with a beautiful shirt. Like my white crisp shirts will have details of, you know, uh, embroidering on the neck or uh, my famous, what uh, Lisa Machiavelli. calls uh, my, my Machiavelli. My Machiavelli will be a new model. See, and Machiavelli will have the same color, same, but will have a different front because shirts are becoming a little shorter because pants are going to be higher. So there's a lot of palazzo pants feel. So that's why the shoes will be a little bit different. That's why we have squared toes. So uh, you'll be seeing more and more also on the Instagram and with Lisa, you know, uh, showing a little bit what's going to be the trends. But again, I love it. Not everybody it. can wear all the trends. Not everybody can wear what's happening, but we can certainly find two or three things in our what we wear that day that are trendy. But like, a, you know, I always I, tell I, so- 
I always tell my clients that they have to have one trendy thing on. That's mm -hmm. it. Everything else, think of it as a five-year plan. And that's the beauty of your stuff, Jennifer, is, I mean, clients like you, Katie, and myself, the jacket you bought 10 years ago, you still wear. Going strong still to this day. It is beyond one of my favorite. And I think that I'm going to end with this quality, quality, quality. Spend a little bit more on quality pieces. And when you figure out in 10 years what you spent for that piece, you've actually spent less for that piece or those shoes that you've worn over and over and over. I keep my shoes a long time because it takes me a long time to find things that fit and your shoes fit. I still have three pair of the ballerina flats mm -hmm. that get rotated in my wardrobe. And I still have a pair of the tennis shoes that gets worn very often. The quality pieces, if you buy one versus five, because you can afford one of this or five of these, I guarantee one of Jennifer's items will last you far longer than the five things that you'll look at and rotate and get rid of long before the piece that you have. So quality, quality, quality. Well it's said. my number one. Yeah, well it's said. really important. Yes, absolutely. Well, we will have so much fun keeping up with you. I think if COVID has shown us anything, it's that really anything goes as long as you find what works for you. And so yeah. thank you so much for being with us. I love the friendship that you have formed. I love the business that you do and what you have brought to our lives because of it. It's phenomenal. So jennifertatinelli.com. Tatinelli is T-A-T-T-A-N-E-L-L-I. You learned that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both. Jennifer, thank you for being with us. And for the next century, we can't wait to see what, what you yes. come up with. <laughs> well, the next decade, the 60, you come to my birthday party too. I will. Wait, okay, perfect. Jennifer, that means I'll be 10 years older. I don't want to think about that. Oh, look at Catalina. She's fantastic. Come okay. on. All we right. won't say who it is. We'll though, travel together. She's going to kill me. Okay. We'll travel, we'll we'll travel together. I yes. love, love Thank you. you Thank you so much. And it was always a pleasure. And I love, 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 love your podcast. Okay. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? I just, it's, it's almost um, like you find yourself sitting up a little straighter and being a little bit more excited and just having such a zest and a love for what she does. And I feel like I feel that every time I wear one of her pieces or carry one of her bags, we didn't talk about her bags. We didn't. And that's, that's another big one. I mean, her handbags, uh, they just, they just never get bad. No, no, <laughs> they ever, they, they actually get better. I think so too. The leather and yeah, that's so true. Well, listen, um, realizing that we are very fortunate to be where we are and get to do the things that we do. And, um, what I love about what you do is it's a process and you take people where they are and you bring them through it. And I think that's incredible. Some people are going through a different kind of a process. And we're going to talk about our nonprofit this month, which is Pinky Swear Foundation. And Pinky Swear Foundation, if you are not aware, it's they help kids with cancer and their families with the financial and emotional support they walk alongside the families doing their childhood cancer journey and every journey is different. This organization is doing amazing things. Every family's need is different and that's what this organization does. So learning more about Pinky Swear Foundation, which is pinkyswear.org, I think you will be amazed at the programs and how it was started, it's rooted in a nine-year-old boy's selfless action to help other kids battling cancer while on his own cancer journey. Please take some time and go learn a little bit more about this organization. I think you will be compelled to give. And if it's not this organization, then you know how we all feel about having that aspect of your life, that giving aspect. We're very proud that on most all of our podcasts, we have a nonprofit component. And we've talked about some great ones. Is there a bad nonprofit out there, Lisa? I don't think so, Katie. I don't think so either. So I don't think so. So this podcast, pinkyswear.org.
And with that, we've come to the end. I hope all of you listening feel as energized and engaged and maybe we'll look at yourself a little bit differently. Certainly, if you want to reach out to get a hold of Lisa for some help in how to look at yourself a little differently, Lisa, how do people get a hold of you? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net is my email. And you can also get me through my website, wardrobeconsulting.net. Wonderful. And we haven't talked a lot about organizing spaces, but that goes right along, especially in your closet. If you're going to go in and take a look at your space in a, in a new way, then I can help you with that. Katie at katieharms.com and my website is katieharms.com. We are also, theviewingyourmirror.com holds all the information on our show, all of our past nonprofits and more information on the both of us as well. We thank you so much for listening. And we know that you are going to have the most fantastic view in your mirror. Until next time. 